boom, coming in hot, Chinchy. How we doing, brother? I'm not going to say I, that we told you so here on the mayor's office. <laughs> and we don't normally toot our own horns here on the mayor's office. But we have been spending three days saying, can you imagine? Just imagine ninth inning, game on a line, Trout, Otani. Well, here's where we failed. We didn't say it was going to go 3-2 in the count, and it was going to break him off a slide piece after throwing <laughs> fastballs as hard as he could right down the middle. Dude, it I'm was incredible. That's the only thing we missed, Chinch, was the 3-2 count, brother. I mean, dude, yep. it was incredible. For Otani to come out, close the game, the baseball gods were there, dude. It couldn't have been scripted any better. This is incredible. I mean, Major League Baseball has to be so excited what the WBC was, how great it was for all the countries. But for Shohei to face Trout, to end it, man, that was incredible. And the drama, the power on power. Otani came, Trout, he gave Trout two pitches to hit. Now, regardless, they were at 100 miles an hour. But he did give him two pitches to hit that he fouled off. And then that 3-2 slider, bro, I went back and looked at it like 10 times. That thing was filthy, dude. It was on the same plane as a heater. It came in and it just darted out of the zone last second. It was almost an unhittable pitch. And that's why the tough thing with baseball is, man, when you get a pitch to hit, you got to do it. But what a WBC, what an ending. It couldn't have been scripted any better. They, they could not script that ending any better than what happened Shohei versus Trout. Right. You, and you were just on with a, fit, a big fan of the MLB, uh, of the MLB, of the uh, mayor's office today, Matt, Pat McAfee, who, by the way, most of the country is a big fan of his, as, as are we. Yeah, yeah. And he, as are we, yeah. Yeah. And he even mentioned to you, he admitted, he goes, he's admittedly, he's admittedly not the biggest baseball fan. He's a huge Sean Casey fan. So whenever he does right. a baseball segment, it's like, call Casey. We got to get Casey on. There's a baseball story. Yeah. And you went on, he admitted, he, he doesn't love baseball. He loved it. He loved baseball. And I think there are a lot of average baseball fans out there or maybe casual fans or people who weren't really into that much baseball. You mentioned it yesterday. Your, your cousin's not a huge fan. Are you watching this WBC? It's crazy. Great job. Great job all dude, around. Yeah, I think that's – dude, you said it best. I, but if Pat McAfee's sitting down for nine innings of baseball, you know it's interesting. I mean, I think that's the big thing about entertainment. When you sit down and watch something – and, and, you know, it's, uh, it, it's entertaining like that. You know what I mean? Like, hang on. Sorry. 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 Pick it up right there, bro. My bad. My, my alarm, my alarm went off my phone and it's kept falling off the flagpole. All right. No, no. I was saying when, when things are entertaining like that, dude, it doesn't matter if you're a fan or not. You, it, the world is watching. I think that was the big thing about the WBC. The world was watching, bro. And, yeah. and guys, people that weren't fans that aren't big baseball fans, it was must-see TV. I don't care who you are. It was must-see TV. It's almost like the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. People aren't people aren't necessarily, you know, NFL fans, but you're going to watch the Super Bowl because it's entertainment value. There's just so many things that go along with it. And I just felt like baseball nailed this WBC, man. They yeah. nailed it, and it was on the world stage, and there was electricity, and it, it, incredible. Yeah, I, I was actually trying to look for the ratings before we came on. I've been reading and trying to scoop them out, and uh, I saw a lot of people saying, like, well, don't don't think these ratings are going to be as big as they are because it was, it was like 7 a.m. in Japan when that, that, that game started. Baloney! That entire country set their alarms, 
Well, first of all, in Japan, they get all their workouts in. They, they get probably like four hours of work done before 7 a.m. But where we do that's probably like their mid-afternoon lunch break. And they probably would take, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and in commercial breaks, they were like, they were banging out work too in between and killing it. But I guarantee that entire country was watching that game at 7 o'clock in the morning. What do you got? You got people, you got fans over there? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. What do we got? Case is out in the in the middle of the street here. The police the police just came over. Why? Because you were filming. Oh, they thought because because I'm, I'm on a flagpole. <laughs> I'm on a I'm on a flagpole at the hospital doing the show, and the, they just called the police. <laughs> on you? Yeah. What do you mean called the police? Or they just told no, the guy like, called, "What is this guy doing?" Called, yeah, they're like, "Why is this guy on a flagpole?" Yelling! I'm in the middle of the. I'm in the. I'm in the courtyard of a hospital. I see. Look at this. Wait, did the guy there's go the entrance? Wait, did wait? You... There's the entrance. I see. There's the entrance. Yeah, the cop just came over. He's like, "Sir, is everything okay over here?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm just doing a podcast real quick." Did he have you ever heard you? the mayor's office? I'm like, "Sir, have you ever heard of the mayor?" No, he didn't recognize me. What? I was like, "Have you ever heard of the mayor's office podcast?" <laughs> where it should be one of your favorite lists every day. Obviously, obviously, they don't know who we are, and uh, basically, they just tried to arrest me for doing the. Uh, Mayor's Office podcast oh in the middle of uh, McGee Hospital in, down here in uh, down here in Oakland, PA. Oh my God, we Sorry. should keep it tight. Then. Uh, all right, I, I don't even know what else to say. All right, here, this is a question. The, uh, as great as it was, there are people still saying, "No, you still got to do this after the season, or do it in December." I'll tell you from a production standpoint, you're not doing the WBC during football season. End of story. Done deal. Not happening. However, I think the timing is fine for them to do it when they did it. Don't you? Now you're going back to camp, and you're in, in a good spot. You're 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 ripping. You're you're ready to play. I, I I I like the timing. I mean, when else would they do it? I was thinking about would they would they do it at the would, would they would they do it at the All Star break and take ten days? Like what hockey? Of what NHL NHL used to do that with the Olympics, or they still do with the Olympics. I'm yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking that's another thing. Because I think you almost get a better product, even though these guys were incredible. You almost get a better product if you're doing that because, um, you know, these guys are ready to go. These guys have been yeah. playing for three and a half, for you know for three months, three and a half months. That's a different product for me than if you know then you're at spring training. These guys are just kind of trying to get ready, but yeah. they all played well. I think. I think. Listen, I think if it's not broke, don't fix it. This looks like this thing is gaining steam and uh, really gaining some momentum now. The WBC and it's it's the place to be, man. Yeah, and Smoltz made a phenomenal point. He goes. Do you know how beat up you are at the end of the season? Because people are comparing like, wow, this is bigger energy than during the playoffs. It's not bigger energy. During the playoffs, you have played 160 games already. So, you know, right. by then your thumb is killing you from for the last two months or X and Y or whatever. To, to, to do it after the season, like, you're, you're not going to get the same value out of it that, that you're getting dude, now. It's, it's no, done. There's no, the, don't change dude, anything. It, it, don't change a thing. Dude, after the, after the season – I agree, dude. Guys want to go home. It's too much. It's such a see. The good thing about spring training is when you first get to spring training, you're raring to go. You're like, oh, I can't wait for spring training, and that's the same thing with these guys at the WBC. It's like, oh man, spring training, and now the WBC. Like, you guys get a chance to play meaningful games in March. Like, tell you the truth, as a player, those those spring training games get so old, dude. Because like, you get a couple knocks. You're like, these don't even count. And you're like, I'm ready to go, but you know, you're ready to go three weeks in. You still got three weeks left. If you're a player that can play in the WBC, you're fired up. And I bet you, I bet you these guys too also were getting 
more at bats getting ready before they even got to camp. Like you could find guys in the area where you can go, hey man, can I get a couple live ABs off here or whatever? So I'm sure some of those guys were more prepared coming into this spring training than ever. I agree. I would say if there is a hair difference between Team USA and Team Japan, which it was a hair, it was one pitch difference. It was one pitch, one run difference. It is, do you think the next time around we'll see more aces from the United States participating? Because that was kind of the knock on this USA team. They They had the best lineup, I believe. I mean, Japan was a close second. I mean, Mexico, I don't want to knock any of these other teams. There's some great lineups. But the U.S. pitching, what like, it was not the, you know, top five. It, it wasn't It wasn't Betts Trout, <laughs> you know. It wasn't your one-two Betts right. Trout in your lineup. You didn't have your ace and number two. You didn't right. have DeGrom mm-hmm. and, you know, take your pick. Scherzer, Ber- Verlander, Verlander, Verlander Dylan, Dylan Cease, uh, you know, some of the guys. Yeah, DeGrom, you know, like some of the big dogs. Right. You're right. I think that was the that one of the big things was the pitching could have been better, but I think those guys guys did do a great job. But you know, they would even mean that that team would even say, you know, man, it'd be nice to see some superstar pitchers there too. Yeah, I next agree. Time. All right. My last point on this as as we close this out, you know, obviously props to the players for doing it. Obviously for every country, every player that played in it played their hearts out. It was amazing. Let's talk Mark DeRosa. Proved we already knew he should be a major league manager. I believe he proved he should be a major league manager, even more so. I think he, he, it, first of all, to see your manager jumping up and down and slapping the, the fence when yeah. uh, Turner's hitting homers. I, I mean, I, obviously that's that's not sustainable every single game for 162 games. It's a, it's a whole other. There's a whole other monster that's involved. But he proved he can handle a pitching staff. And in addition, it's not easy. When guys aren't warming up in a pen, it's because you're not allowed to get guys up. For a lot of people who are saying, oh, Dero, can you manage a pen run? No, no, no. Do not forget, there are rules in that in place to put safety for your pitchers where you can't get a guy up, bring him down, get him up, bring him down again. You'll, you'll get sued by the Chicago White Sox if you do that. Right, their, right. Their middle of so I would argue it was almost more difficult for him <laughs> to manage that bullpen, and he still got them within one pitch of of tying tying the the final game, so I say Mark DeRose, D- go get him as a manager. Anybody, dude, I agree. But DeRose built to be a manager, dude. It's just whether he wants to do it or not. I mean, it's a it's a it's a grind of a life. I mean, you know what I mean. So that's the biggest thing. There's no no doubt he's a manager, and he did such a great job. I think you know DeRose. You know, I was with him at MLB Central. You know, when he got when he first got that the offered that job and took it, dude. He's he's been stressing out about you know those games since day. You know, for the last. Just the last six months, seven months, dude. That's all he's thought about. I'm sure he's had many a sleepless night because he cares so much. He's one of the hardest workers out there. He's such a knowledgeable guy, one of the smartest guys I've ever been around baseball-wise, too. So d will be a manager at some point when he wants to be. But for now, he did an incredible job with the WBC. All those guys, man, seeing Michael Young and Brian McCann and seeing Junior and, the, and Luke Collier and Jerry Manuel, there's some really good baseball people in that in that uh in that, in that dugout. Yeah. Hey, I got one more shout out. And they mentioned this last night. That it was cool. I believe it was the Pittsburgh Pirates guy. Kevin Roach. Kevin Roach. Was, Kevin Roach. Was the, the, uh, uh, matter of fact, re, the replay as, guy? As, as a matter of fact, Roachy asked me back in the uh, back a few months ago to put him in touch with D-Rowe. Um, yeah, because uh, he's the Pirates guy. Yeah, man. And, and Undefeated. Uh, Roach, undefeated in reviews for the entire dude, season. Roachy, uh, dude, Roachy. Uh, Kevin Roach, one of the best video guys out there, man. The Pirates... Are sitting on a gold, uh, you know, a gold mine. They probably don't even know it. Maybe now, you know, they will. Dude, let's get Kevin him on. Let's get him on next week. 
That's a good guy. Yeah, we gotta get. Dude, him we should on. get. Yeah, let's get. Dude, let's do it. Let's get Roach on next week. All right, reach I, out to him. Yeah, we gotta do that. I, I want to know because my point it popped into my head because I was really cool seeing one of D Row's best friends, Brian McCann, walk over and pick up the phone last night. Look over yeah. D Row and do the head, you know, the headset thing. D Row does it. Yeah, and then they so gave great. a shout out to your buddy. Oh, next week we gotta have him on talk about replay and how yeah, we let's how, do how it. Man. Let's do it. Remind me. Remind me. I'll send Roachy a text. All right, sounds good, man. All right, you get back out of here. You gotta get back in. Tell Sarah we yeah. love her. Get after. I will do. Yeah, th- third chemo session today, bro. Let's go get it. And, Let's go uh, get it. We're doing it, and and uh, and to your dad too. I know your, your dad's grinding right now. Yeah, thanks. The mayor's office is grinding on some fronts, but we, <laughs> we got we this. Really we are. got this, brother. Yeah, man. All right. Love you, buddy. All right. Prayer, prayers to your pops, bro. Love you, man. And everyone out there, have a great day today. We'll see you tomorrow. See you, buddy. See you.